With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it is here. It is NBA Draft Day. And already, it looks like there could be a change at the top. Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that Orlando who has the first pick in the draft, will take Paolo Bancaro out of Duke and not Jabari Smith. We're going to find out momentarily as the Orlando Magic will quickly be on the clock. How are you today? Thank you very much. We'll have some fun. We'll get you through with some of the top picks, including what the Kings will do at number four. We'll also take your phone calls. Uh, right now, uh, it is, uh, if there's a guy that may and I say may drop a couple of spots in the draft, I believe it would be Chad Holmgren. I believe that if the Orlando Magic do take Bancaro, then all of a sudden you could see Oklahoma City taking Jabari Smith. And I don't know about Houston taking Chad Holmgren, and that would be very interesting then at Sacramento because I think their phone would be ringing off the hook. So we'll see. All right, the draft is going to be starting here, and the Orlando Magic uh, would be on the clock. What do you want the Kings to do? I did a rant on this today. I've been very flat, very, very consistent is what I'm talking about. I would trade the pick, all right? I would trade the pick. I would move the pick. And what I would do is I would get an established player, somebody that I already know is very good, similar to what, Portland did to get Jeremy Grant. Now, you need more than that, but my point is Portland took a 2025 first-round pick and moved it, okay, moved it to get a veteran player who we already know is good in Jeremy Grant. So that's what I would do if I'm Sacramento, and that's what I would do if I'm Monty McNair because Monty McNair needs to have significant improvement with this team or he's not going to be around to see the fruits of his selection. So, you know, there, there are a couple of different ways uh, to look at this. Here's what we want to do. All right. We're going to be updating you. We're going to take some phone calls. What I ask today, all right, is to, you know, let's talk a little bit. But we're going to try to move the phone calls along today so that we don't miss any of the picks. All right. Uh, this is another huge day, particularly for teams like Sacramento who live in the lottery. I've been going through this for months with you. Who are the Kings better than, even with a draft pick this year? Who are they better than of the top 10 teams in the West this past season? Maybe 
maybe San Antonio. They're not better than New Orleans, right? They're not better than the Clippers with Kawhi coming back. And they're not better than Minnesota, who was seventh. So who are they going to be better than? That's why me personally, I'm going to move the pick. That's what I would do. All right, let's get to a couple of phone calls here to get this show rolling on NBA Draft Day. It is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. You hear me all right? Yep, I hear you fine. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how's it going? It's been a while since I talked to you. Um, so if Paulo is taking number one, do you think that benefits the Kings, like you said, alluded to, that that means that a lot of uh, other teams might be chasing homegrown at four? Yes. If, if Bancaro goes one and Orlando, excuse me, and Oklahoma City, who for, you know, several weeks have been rumored to take, uh, you know, Holmgren, knowing that Jabari Smith would be gone, that might change their thinking. And I don't think Houston would take Holmgren. I thought they were going to take Bancaro. That could change things significantly. We're going to find out here in a couple of minutes. All right. Well, thanks for the call. I, I that's, That sounds interesting. So thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it very much. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls here. And uh, we start or we move along with uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good, Grant. Thanks for doing your show today. Of course. Thank you for listening. Oh, as always. So I guess uh, the Kings uh, is either, you know, take the best guy and that's a crapshoot or trade. And I was looking at uh, some trade options. And one of them is not like you said, get the get another player, but is get a bunch of other draft picks from Oklahoma City. There's rumoring about four to four other picks or something like that. And yes, maybe, maybe you could package those up. You know, if you get those for you know four picks for something else other than your one pick, maybe you get a better player. I'm all for that. I'm all for this team needs to get better quickly. And I don't believe that there's a player that you're going to take at number four, Jeff, who's going to significantly improve your team this year. I just don't. Yeah. I, well, I agree with you. I, agree. I mean, you know, you never know if there's another Giannis or there's another Jokic out there. You know, Correct. You, you never know. You never know. So it's a gap. Well, you're right about that. You're right about that. And those we're talking about second round draft picks. I mean, look at these guys, you know, so you're right. You do not know. And that's up. In, and listen, Monty McNair, you got to give him credit. He's done a nice job in the first two drafts. Right, right. Well, we'll see. Thank you, Grant. Let's go. All right, Jeff. You take care, buddy. Bye. All right. Appreciate it very much. Again, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski talking about the Orlando Magic and Bancaro maybe being the number one pick. It's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting indeed. All right, let's get to some more phone calls as we await Orlando's uh, first pick. And and by the way, you can call multiple times today after picks because, you know, I want to get reaction, all right? So if you've been on, you want to call back in 15, 20 minutes after picks, we can do that today. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan. Grant, what's going on, man? I'm uh, just looking forward to this like everyone else, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you too. Um, you know, I, I don't think what – I'm more excited about what the Kings may do in the second round with those two picks. I, I don't see, other than, you know, having the first pick, even at four, 
being like you said, anybody that changes the franchise. However, I do have a draft expert from LA with me. Uh-oh. First off, it's an honor and a pleasure to talk to the great oh. Grant Napier, a staple oh. of sports talk all over the fine 50. It's your boy, Matt, in LA. And uh, I wish I was as hyped as you two uh, Kings guys were for this uh, draft. But unfortunately, the Lakers don't draft until like the 57th round. So I can't really get too hyped. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, all I could say is the Sacramento Kings should concentrate on getting anybody that's not from Duke. Because the success rate of Dukies has been uh, slim and none. And it's like slim just walked out the door. So what about Jason Tatum, buddy? What's that? Oh, well, you know, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. Shane Battier back in the day, Elvis Brand or Elton Brand, I should say. Uh, Got my rock stars mixed up there. But uh, (laughs) you know what? Hey, man, I hope that the Kings come back because some of the greatest days of the NBA were when the Kings and the Lakers were tussling in the finals and in the playoffs, respectively. But, man, Grant, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear your voice. You have always been such a staple, like I said earlier, in the sports talk realm. And uh, I've always appreciated your professionalism and everything that you bring to the table, my man. So just wanted to Thank you, uh, Matt. let you know I'm happy to reconnect with you. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to buddy. to Rhino. But uh, hey, hey, man, you have, know, a great, have a great have a great time with the clones, buddy. And good luck in the smack off, man. I appreciate you, too. And it's great hearing your voice. I appreciate you. Hey, this clone stock's going to be legendary, baby. Love you, Grant. Love you, too, buddy. Outro. Oh, I love that. That was great. Great. Ryan, that was great stuff, man. That was great. Really, what a great way to start today. Thank you, buddy. That was good. Good stuff right there. Man, what a surprise that was. Matt, one of the one of the one of the best. One of the best. All right, again, we're waiting uh to get these things rolling right here. And uh, I would love to hear from you. What would you like to see the Kings do at number four? What would you like to see Sacramento do at number four? Right? And why do you feel that, and you know what? I give the Orlando Magic a lot of credit here, all right, for being able to not have any leaks within their organization. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, NBA Draft Day. Man, that is so awesome to hear from Matt in L.A. I used to have some great phone calls with him when I filled in for Romy. Uh, And I appreciate Ryan uh, for doing that for us. All right. So, again, you have Orlando, Oklahoma City, Houston, Sacramento, Detroit, one through five. Ryan talked about the uh, picks in the second round. I'm talking about, you know, these first four. A lot of people feel... The draft begins with Sacramento at number four. Not if Orlando, and they did take Bancaro. How about that? Bancaro goes 
number one to the Orlando Magic, the Oklahoma City are on the clock. Wow. All we heard about, well, I shouldn't say all we heard, Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith. And now, what do the Oklahoma City Thunder do? If, if this pick is not Chet Holmgren, then this draft's going to get very interesting, in my opinion, because most had the Houston Rockets at number three taking Bancaro. Would they then all of a sudden take Holmgren? And if not, the Kings are going to be in a great position at number four. So Paulo Bancaro out of Duke goes number one. And again, the Orlando Magic are on the clock. Again, you're welcome to give me a call. We can talk about any of these picks that you want. But I think Sacramento could be in a really advantageous position here at number four because a lot of people feel that Holmgren is going to be the best player in the draft, but not not for a while. Not for a while. I mean, think about this. He's seven feet tall and 195 pounds. All right? He can get blown over by a strong wind. You know, you, you're. this is not a guy that's going to be effective in the NBA playing at you know, 195, 200, 25, 210. It's going to take a while. All right? It will take a while. So we'd love to hear from you. We got Orlando with Bancaro, Oklahoma City, followed by Houston, and then Sacramento. We got lucky on lottery day, moving up from seven to four, which is a pretty advantageous jump in this draft. Pretty advantageous to move up three picks in this draft. Matter of fact, I don't know if Portland would have made that deal. I know they talked about a 2025 pick to get Grant. They, they, it may have changed their thinking when they did not move up in the draft, in the lottery. I'm telling you, this, this all of a sudden, with Bancaro going number one, makes this unbelievably interesting. Makes it really interesting. And you're thinking about, from Sacramento's perspective, when's the last time you can remember the Kings being in the driver's seat on draft day? Meaning that they had a lot of teams that wanted to move up and get their pick. Was it the Marvin Bagley deal after the Phoenix Suns took DeAndre Ayton? Well, Dallas wanted Luka Doncic big time. They didn't trade with Sacramento. They traded with Atlanta. And Atlanta got an additional first-round pick out of that, including, of course, who they drafted with Dallas and Trey Young, right? I mean, they swapped the picks, and they got an extra first-round pick. When's the last time? I'm trying to think the last time the Kings were in the driver's seat on draft day, meaning that they were in a very good spot when they were in a very good spot. So this is this is going to be fun here coming up in a couple of moments. This is going to be very interesting. Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. Did you have him going number one? Did you have him going number one? Wow. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls as we keep you up to date on everything with Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how are you? I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? 
I'm good, buddy. Well, Grant, you know what? Uh, the only thing I can think about is how are the Sacramento Kings going to screw this one up, too? Well, in all fairness, they didn't screw up the last two drafts. You know, they got Tyrese Halliburton, who they switched with Buddy Heald for uh, – and, and again, Woj is reporting that Holmgren is going to be going to Oklahoma City, which is interesting. But, Jerry, in all fairness, their last two drafts, they've done pretty well, you know, with Halliburton and Donovan and, and Davion Mitchell. And, you know, Grant, it sucks, too, because I got home and I turned on ESPN and they're having difficulties. Uh, they're saying they're, they're trying to restore service here soon so i can't even watch yes. the draft it's it's i'm it's hearing that from uh I'm, I'm hearing that from a couple of people uh it, because of the hot weather and what it's doing to power and everything so uh i i understand man it's frustrating as hell isn't it grant it is sir and um i uh love your show keep up the good work buddy all right jerry you take it easy all right appreciate it so you know Woj was you know i following him when he was talking about Bancaro going one. So if, if Oklahoma city, again, that would change. Then what Houston would do. I can't imagine Houston not taking Jabari Smith. I can't imagine him falling. Right. I mean, most everyone believes, you know, when we talk about talent, uh, he, he is unbelievably talented. Like, I don't know if I would characterize anyone in this draft, you know, as a can't miss because we know in Sacramento that that moniker doesn't doesn't add up. There are a lot of can't misses in the draft unless we're talking about Tim Duncan or LeBron James or, you know, players of that magnitude. You know, don't tell me about can't miss. All right. Living in Sacramento. OK, there were a lot of can't misses. <laughs> You know, you always hear, well, the guy, he's can't miss. And, then, you know, four years later, you know, he's out of the league. Right? Right? Man. And, you know, Bancaro, listen, when, the, when, when this whole thing started, we heard a lot of great things about him. Right? And, again, I hate to use the word can't miss, but the people that cover the uh, NBA were labeling him that. Can't miss. Can't miss. This guy's going to be in the league for a long time, and he's he's the most NBA-ready player, right? He's the most NBA-ready player. All right, so guess what? Chad Holmgren's off the board. The Oklahoma City do indeed stay with Holmgren at number two. So Sacramento, what would happen? What would happen if the Houston Rockets do not take Jabari Smith here, right? Wow. This is already very interesting. Not interesting that the Thunder took Holmgren, although I thought with Smith on the board, they might change suit. But so Holmgren's gone. He's gone at number two. And I'll tell you, the, the only good thing about this from Sacramento's perspective, and I really mean that, the only good thing is they they can't take him now. And the reason why I say that's good is I don't think that's a player that you need. You, you, you're not in a position if you're Sacramento to wait three years. Just can't. You don't have three years to wait on a player. You just don't. Plain and simple, you don't. And Woj is reporting that 
Jabari Smith is a is on top of Houston's draft board at number three. So from Sacramento's perspective, this would not change anything because most people felt the the top three players in the draft were in no particular order, Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro. So they're going to be all off the board. So this doesn't change anything from Sacramento's perspective on their draft board. The only thing it does, okay, it still keeps teams that want an Ivy, Miles, whatever. It, it would still keep you in an advantageous position to make a trade if that's what you want to do. But again, Woj reporting that Smith is still atop the Houston Rockets board. And I got to believe that the Rockets are feeling really good right now. Really good. So if that's if that's the direction we're going to go, then the Kings will be, they can have a lot of different directions they can go in. And as I said, if it's me, I'm trading the pick. Because I think there are teams out there that would be very interested in moving up to number four. Very interested. All right. Let me hear from you. If you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. Always an interesting day. Always interesting to follow the uh, NBA draft. But with Bancaro going one, Oklahoma City, it doesn't change their board. It does change Houston's board because most thought that Bancaro would be there at three and that's who they would take. Now they're going to take Jabari Smith. And then the fun starts for the Kings fans at number three, at number four. All right, again, you have time to get on the uh, phone. Just give us a shout and I'll put you right on and we can talk about that. Houston, by the way, if they can Smith, following Sacramento, it is Detroit. You know, we've heard teams like the Knicks wanting to move up. And there are some others, but I'm, I'm trading the pick. I, I, and, if they, and if they do, the question is, what are they going to get for their pick? All right. Again, the Houston Rockets are going to take Jabari Smith in all likelihood here at number three. If you're just joining us, like Jerry, and you're having a power issue, you've got Paolo Bancaro going one to the Magic, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga going two, and then it's Houston, Sacramento, and Detroit. And Detroit making that deal with Grant just freed up a lot of money as uh, they're going to try to also be active in the free agent market. That's a tough place for free agency, boy, I'll tell you that. Good luck. Good luck right there. Yeah, the Pistons are one of those teams that's got a long way to go. They've got a long way to go. All right, again, we'd love to hear from you if you want to get on. If you've already called again, we can do this uh, because we're going to be with you for a while going through these uh, NBA picks. But I like the position that Sacramento's in. I like the fact that they are finally in an advantageous spot, even though Holmgren is off the board. And the reason why I keep on bringing up Holmgren's name is the, the folks that cover college basketball and the NBA combined, scouts, 
folks like that feel that he is the has the highest ceiling in this draft. All right, highest ceiling in the draft. And if you can wait, right? If you're a franchise that can wait a couple of years, it could pay off huge, huge dividends. Could really pay off big time. You know, you talk about Woj and, you know, being on top of this. You know what I've always wondered is, you know, breaking picks a minute or two before they happen. What, it, what does that really do? Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like, and I understand he's very well connected. Uh, and I, I'm, I don't mean to infer that he's not. He's probably the most connected uh, NBA guy that we have. All right. He's very rarely wrong. He, he, you know, and again, Smith is the guy at number three. It's official. But it's just amazing. All right. So the Kings are on the clock at number four. All right, let's see how long we can go with Rich before we lose our connection here on this draft day special of Listen App. Bancaro has gone one, Holmgren two, Smith three, and it's Rich with us. Hey, Rich. Can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Hello. All right, you know what, Rich? Go ahead, Rich. Mic on. Rich. Can you hear me? Rich, I can't do this anymore, man. Rich, I can't do it. Sorry. You know, you got to figure out what the problem is. I love to have you on my show, but I can't keep on going through this. All right. If you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. So you got Bancaro one. You've got Holmgren two. You got Smith three. And the Sacramento Kings are on the clock. Which way are you going, Kings fans? Which way are you going? Is it Jaden Ivey out of Purdue? Who, by the way, all right, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski saying they're focused on Iowa's Keegan Murray. We've heard his name a lot. So Woj thinks that Keegan Murray is going to be the pick for the Sacramento Kings. All right, again, out of Iowa. I was just getting ready to say, you know, about Ivy. He did not play well in that game where they lost to St. Peter's in the tournament. Did not play well at all. There are those that feel that Murray is the most NBA-ready player along with Bancaro in the draft, all right? Uh, I know Jay Billis of ESPN characterized him that way. He thinks he, he said, quote, the player that is most NBA-ready who you can plug in right now is Keegan Murray, he said that on ESPN Sports Center. He's an incredibly smart player, mature enough to step into the NBA and perform at a high level right away. 6'8", 225. He's a combo forward, can play small forward, power forward, small uh, ball center. Uh, he was the leader in scoring, fourth nationally in points per game at 23.6. He averaged 23.6. Points shot 55% from the field, 39% from downtown, and again, was a good defensive player. And Jay Billis feels he is the most NBA ready player on the board. 
most NBA ready player on the board. So the Kings may indeed, according to Woj, be selecting Murray out of Iowa. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? All right. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski just said the Kings have no trade and plan to keep Murray. So the Kings are not going to make a deal, according to Woj, and they are going to take Murray out of Iowa, and they are not going to trade the pick. And you shouldn't trade the pick if that's the guy that you like. If, if you love that guy, shouldn't trade the pick. Me personally, I'm trading the pick. So the Kings apparently are going to take Keegan Murray. It's not official yet. Out of Iowa, which would put Detroit on the clock. All right. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Let's get to uh, some phone calls. And we'll be able to converse on this. Your thoughts. Right. What do you think? You like Keegan Murray? Do you think the Kings... Or taking the right player here at number four. Al, how are you today? Keegan Murray is officially yeah. a Sacramento King. Yeah. Hello, Al. How are you? Hey, Nate. I'm great, man. Thank you for doing this today with the draft show. It's awesome. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, they just. I was going to ask you because I don't really follow a college game. What is what is your opinion of Murray? I mean, I just saw that come, feed come across my phone. You know, I'm not having bad luck like Jerry. What is what is your take on Murray? If he's dear, well, he's, well, a, he's NBA, NBA, yeah. Go ahead. No, he's a solid player. I mean, but I don't know how that translates to the next level. I like the fact that he's versatile. It can play both forward positions. I like the fact that you can put him at four. I like the fact that he can play three. Um, you know, I think that's a, a that fits a need for Sacramento. Yeah. And it also is a guy that probably will feel comfortable stepping onto the floor at this juncture of his career. I mean, I don't think he comes in and be a, is a star in his first year. But he is a guy that probably is going to feel very comfortable on the court early on in his career compared to some other players in this draft. So I, I think that's an interesting observation that Jay Billis made of ESPN, yeah. uh, that he's the most NBA ready in the most NBA ready player uh, in the draft. Now, you know, does he have some downsides? Every player in this draft yeah. has some downsides. All right. But again, we're talking about somebody that is very skilled and can yeah. play a couple of different positions. Well, I think you've been you've been saying it all along. The key is, is the NBA ready? And you've been saying that all along. Halliburton, he's, we can't wait three years. So, you know, NBA ready and that one uh, media guy saying he's the most NBA ready. Now, is he going to be, you know, a difference maker? Maybe not in year one, but hey, maybe he's the most NBA ready and you're saying we don't have McNair doesn't have time. So it seems to me it's a, it's a good pick. Well, I'm going to let other Kings, yeah. Kings fans get on, but go ahead. I also like the fact that he's got two years of college experience as opposed to the one and done. I think that helps as well. I think that's a, another uh, bright spot. I, I I've always been leery unless it's an unbelievably talented player, taking a player with only one year of college experience. I like the fact that he's, you know, got that extra experience on him. I do too, man. I I just hate those guys. One year of college, and I think the league tried to put a stop to that a couple of years back. When I yes, don't know they did. Yeah. Yes, so you did. know, 
the kids are saying, hey, I'll, I can go back, I can make millions of dollars, but I'm with you. I totally agree with what you just said. And, you know, I, I hope the Kings can turn it around. So uh, thanks for taking my call. And, and thank I'm you. Excited, you know, I hope they can t get it going. Thank you. Uh, Jaden Ivey, by the way, is going to Detroit at number five, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. So uh, that's another player that we understood the Kings were high on, uh, but they end up going with Murray out of Iowa. All right, let's get to uh, Rich. Rich will try again right here on Listen Up on this very, very busy Thursday. Uh, the Kings pick is in, and it is Murray out of Iowa. So what do you think about that, Rich? I'm going to put you back in the audience, and we'll have to do this on another day. All right, let's move right back and get to uh, Ryan here on Listen App down in Los Angeles. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Grant. Sorry to come back on. Uh, we're set. No, up, it's but, great. Yeah, no, I, I can't see. I just, do you feel like this is a Dame Lillard situation? And nobody can know for sure, but, you know, taking Keegan instead of Ivy, there's been so much talk of him. There's been talk about him possibly going number one. And people wanting to move up to get him. And I know we're guard heavy, but it just seems like he is the guy that we should have taken. And please forgive me, Sacramento fans are going to be a little bit skeptical with what's happened. Marty's done a great job the last two years, but it, it, it just don't get it. Well, um, I would have said the same thing for any player taken in this draft. The only player, in my opinion, that I would have said, I really don't get it, is Chet Holmgren for Sacramento. That would have made no sense to me at all. Bancaro would have made sense to me. Uh, Ivy would have made sense to me. Murray makes sense to me. There are a couple of other players. Holmgren is the only player on this board to me that did not make sense for Sacramento. Uh, this guy is versatile. Uh, he was a hell of a player at Iowa. And, again, I'm looking right now at some of the other analysis on him. And the analysis on him is pretty uniform. It's pretty good across the board on Murray. Well, wouldn't you say the same about Marvin Bagley? <laughs> yeah, great point. Yes, I yes I would. Um, it's a very, very good point. We were saying the exact same thing about Marvin Bagley. You know that leading up to that draft, I couldn't find anyone, and we had many, many, many guests on to say anything bad about Marvin Bagley, anything negative. We even had Mike Krzyzewski, didn't have him on, but had a quote talking about, you know, the most gifted player that he had ever coached, right? And that he was a no ifs, ands, or buts about it, uh, you know, going to be a star in the NBA. Well, you know, we, through through the first four years of his career, that's not true. Yeah, you know, the, the bottom line is I'm going to give, and not that my opinion matters, uh, but I'm going to give Marty the benefit of the doubt because his first two picks Monty. have been very good. Or excuse me, Monty. Um, the benefit of the doubt because he has had good picks. It's just, it, it seems like that Ivy would have been the best player on the board, in my opinion. And it gives you well, trade value for De'Aaron Fox if you decide to move him. Yeah, well, you know, again, the Kings front office, uh, Monty McNair, obviously felt that this was uh, the best player for the Kings. And so... You know, we'll, we'll see. Here's the other deal. This guy's interesting. You know, he has a low post game, and he does play with his back to the basket. He's got excellent footwork and does have the ability to post, which we don't see that much anymore uh, in the NBA. But, Grant, how important is that in the league now? 
I mean, it, it, the league is a three-point league. You're looking for guys that are seven-footers that can shoot the ball beyond the arc. Like, I, I know it's important to a degree, and it can swing back the other way, but it's just a, you know, it, it just kind of reeks of Marvin Bagley. Well, he shot he shot forty he shot forty percent last year from three in college. Now I know that's a three-point line, but that tells you he can step out as well, which t- talks about his versatility, uh, versatility. And the one thing he's not, you know, he only averaged one and a half assists last season. So he's not what I would call a playmaker. Uh, That's not one of the strengths of his game. As a matter of fact, there were eight games last year where he didn't even record an assist. So, you know, that's something that you look at. But, you know, he he does a lot of other things uh, very well. Um, You know, again, he's, he's an explosive type of a player. Not a great ball handler. So he's not going to be able to create his own shot. That's not a strength of his. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'll just tell you, NBA, NBA.com, here are a couple of players that they compared him to. Uh, they compared his ceiling uh, to Pascal Siakam for movement, Kyle Kuzma for transition offense and build, Tobias Harris for offensive versatility, and Chris Bosh low post game. That's NBA.com, just to give you an idea. 21 years old, 6'8", 225, and uh, let me read his strengths. His strengths are transition offense, low post scoring, footwork, three-point shooting, rebounding, defensive versatility, weaknesses, playmaking, facilitating, ball handling, speed, pull-up shooting. Those are some of his weaknesses. Yeah, those are good strengths. I think for me, Grant, actually now listening to you because I did not look at those things, the biggest thing that you said that stuck out to me is 21 years old. He's not a freshman. He's gotten right. college experience. And a lot of these guys coming out, you know, that, that's been a huge difference when you see guys that have been in the program for two, three years versus somebody coming out in the first year that was already planning to come out after the first year. So I really hope it works out. You just got to understand the skepticism on our part um, with everything that's happened. But, you know, I, I, I trust Monty at this point and uh, we'll see what happens. So I appreciate you doing the show. Um, and yeah, thanks for having Matt and I. Hey, enjoy down there. My pleasure. Thank you for putting them on. Really enjoyed that. Of course. All right. Take it easy. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what's your reaction to the Kings taking Murray at number four? What's your reaction? Did you want Ivy? 
or are you okay with Keegan Murray? All right, let's get to Jay. Hello, Jay. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, Grant. Yeah, no, I, I, I was going, I've been going back and forth the last couple of weeks on uh, Ivy versus Murray. So, you know, I'm just going to put my trust in, uh, in Monty on this one. You know, it, we only have to go back a few drafts and uh, realize, well, the, the order would be completely different if it was done today. So, you know, no, nothing's guaranteed. You know, it was a little surprising to see the order of the first three picks. I, I, I kind of felt like Jabari Smith um, was the clear head of the class there, but um, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. How that yeah, it's interesting out. that Orlando, uh, you know, we all thought based on what we're hearing, Smith, 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 and then boom, uh, they take Bancaro. Uh, Holmgren, listen, Oklahoma City stayed with what they felt was best for them. They were going to take him the whole way unless he had been off the board at one. And then, you know, Houston at that point, they got to take Jabari Smith, which left the Kings with either Ivy or Murray or, you know, whatever else. But uh, they decided not to make a deal. And um, I, guess, I guess time will tell. I, I know that I always like to take best player available when you're a team like Sacramento. But this guy also does fit needs for the Kings. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind as well. Had they taken another guard? Yeah, that's fine and dandy. But that's seems like every year the Kings have been taking guards in the draft. This does fit a, a big-time need for Sacramento. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you can also see it opening up then for uh, a possible Barnes deal. You know, if, if somehow a Barnes-Collins yep. deal was, was going to be in the works, that gives them a little bit of uh, ex extra there. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, the, the kid from Europe comes over. I, I, I can't imagine him making a huge difference, but, you know, you, you never know with some of these things. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the draft now for Sacramento, think about how lucky it was in this draft to move up from potentially seven to four. Those three, those three jumps, those three spots, that's pretty big in this draft. That's pretty darn big. Now, we could look back, Jay, three or four years from now and say, gee, you know, the seventh player taken in this draft was better than the fourth player. We could we could say that. But right now, these three spots that the Kings moved up seem to be a pretty big jump. They, they do. And uh, um, I'm excited about Keegan Murray. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't feel this is a, a, a Bagley Donchus thing. I think it's a, you know, I, Ivy and Murray, they both, they both have some really strong points kind of in different, different areas. And I a hundred percent agree. Murray fits better with the Kings and, you know, if you got two players that both are kind of equally strong, you might as well take the one that's going to fit with your team better. Um, but I, I'm with you. Normally, it's best player available. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know which. I don't know really who's best player available. So you know, Mon Mon Monty gets the credit until proven otherwise. Yeah. Well, based on his last two drafts of Halliburton and Mitchell, then uh, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's exactly. done. A, he's done a nice job of drafting. Uh, since uh, moving into the organization, I don't like everything he's done, but I do like the draft picks. I think, you know, letting Bogdan Bogdanovich go for nothing was a mistake. Personally, I think giving De'Aaron Fox a max contract was a mistake. But in terms of drafting, can't can't fault him at the first two drafts. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell were both very, very good picks for Sacramento. Exactly. And it looks like Mathurin's going – to the Pacers, yes. which is a bit of a surprise too. So I'll get, I'll jump off and let you discuss that. Thanks, buddy. Thanks very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Mathurin is uh, the guy for the uh, Indiana Pacers. So now on the clock, 
are the Portland Trailblazers, and they just made, you know, a really interesting move a few days ago, getting Jeremy Grant from the Pistons for a future 2025 first round draft pick. So Mathurin, Benedict Mathurin does go to the Indiana Pacers at number six. So if you're just getting on with us, Paulo Bancaro goes one to Orlando. You have Chet Holmgren, two to Oklahoma City. Jabari Smith, third to Houston. Keegan Murray out of Iowa ends up at number four with Sacramento. Jaden Ivey, number five to the Pistons. And Mathurin goes number six. And the Blazers are on the clock. The Portland Trailblazers, who just picked up Jeremy Grant, are now on the clock. And they are a team that is, as Ryan pointed out a little bit earlier, are they sold? And what I mean sold, are they going to be a team that has Lillard being the guy next year moving forward? We keep on hearing rumors with the Knicks and other teams with Damian Lillard. Are they going to keep with Lillard? And is that going to be the direction that they go? So Portland, followed by New Orleans on a pick from L.A., and then the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Well, it's been fun already. Here we are. We've been on for, what, 45 minutes. And again, the big news with Bancaro going one and then Smith going three. So very interesting. But the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder stay with the guy that they had circled with Chet Holmgren. I thought he might fall. I thought that they might change their board after Smith was off the board. But apparently, that was not the case. So the Portland Trailblazers, seventh in the draft, which is where we thought the Kings would be in this draft. We thought the Kings would be at number seven. But they moved up three spots. When they got lucky with the ball, the ping pong balls, and they end up taking Keegan Murray. Wouldn't it be interesting, <laughs> seriously, in three or four years from now, to, if, if the uh, pick at number seven ends up being a star and Murray just ends up being another player in the draft? Oh, my gosh, please don't let that happen. There's been enough pain for Kings fans. Don't do that. Don't do that to the Sacramento Kings fans again, right? That's just cruel. That would be cruel. Would it not be cruel? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that how you think when you're a Sacramento Kings loyalist, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Woj saying that uh, the Blazers are focused on Shaden Sharp with the seventh pick, of course, from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if they take Sharp and he ends up being that guy, like, you know, just a big-time NBA stud? And by the way, a lot of people feel he could be that. You know, I was talking with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports a couple of weeks ago on my podcast, and he has, uh, I think, a really good grasp and a good eye for talent. And he was speaking very highly about the shooting guard out of Kentucky Sharp. Um, 
But anyway, I just, hey, isn't it amazing how you think when you're a Kings fan? Oh, gosh. All right, hey, if you want to come on and talk about uh, Keegan Murray or anything else, uh, let's do it. But it looks like the Blazers are going to be going with uh, Shaden Sharp at number seven. And they, they, they have indeed taken Sharp at number seven. So that puts the New Orleans Pelicans on the clock at eight in a trade uh, from the Lakers. You know, and the Pelicans, they're a very interesting team because last year they really elevated their play without Zion Williamson. And if they could ever, ever get Zion Williamson on the floor for any significant period of time, they're another franchise that looks like they're in pretty good shape, right? Can you imagine if they could get yeah, – they made a tremendous deal uh, with the Lakers. Uh, Australia's Dyson Daniels is the pick, according to Woj, for New Orleans. He's a guy that I've been hearing a lot of good things about that – you know, there are, that he's one of these players in this draft that is extremely intriguing, all right? So Dyson Daniels out of Australia going to the Pelicans, not official yet, but that's what Woj has. And Woj is never wrong on this stuff, right? Never wrong. And it's interesting, Woj has changed his vocabulary and he doesn't say that that's who they're taking. What he says is they are interested or is at the top of their board or blah, blah, blah. So he's changed the verbiage. Instead of saying, they're going to take so-and-so, he says, stands atop of New Orleans draft board at number eight. All right. Then he says, like before, the Blazers are focused on Kentucky shade and sharp. The paces are locked in. All right. Interesting. The change of verbiage. All right. Hey, you want to talk about this? Let's do it. NBA draft with the New Orleans Pelicans on the clock. And according to Woj, they're going to take Daniels, which would put the San Antonio Spurs next. All right. But again, shade and sharp goes to Portland at seven. The Kings, if you're just joining us, getting off work or what have you, take Keegan Murray out of Iowa at number four. Jaden Ivey went five to Detroit. Nothing really changed with the top three other than the order. Instead of Smith going one, he went three to Houston. Bancaro went number one to Orlando. Chet Holmgren second to the OKC Thunder. And the Kings, again, take Keegan Murray with the fourth uh, overall pick. Back to Murray for a minute. Two years of college basketball experience, okay? You have a player that can play a couple of different positions, both small forward and power forward. He's naturally a four, all right? And this is going to be interesting just in the sense that it also meets a need. It meets a need. All right. Again, 
when we talk about Murray, very versatile. He is very versatile. Versatility. Can play the four, obviously. Can move over and play the three. Uh, there are those that think with a small lineup, could play some five. You know, now all of a sudden you have Sabonis. You have Murray. I'm not saying he's just going to step in and start. He had a very strong season at Iowa. Second year. You know, again, I like that too. I think that's intriguing. Not taking a player that is, you know, 19 years old, 21 years old. I personally think that makes a big difference. I think that's a big difference. I, I don't think you can just ignore that. I think that's a big difference when you talk about maturity. You know, I think the maturation process, I think playing that second year in college basketball uh, is important. I really do. I, th- I think that's something else that I find very intriguing. Very intriguing. All right. Um, when you talk about Adrian Wojnarowski, talking about the picks. Uh, he has not been wrong yet tonight. He's been all over it. Again, he says Dyson Daniels is the pick. Did that a couple of minutes ago for New Orleans. And they did. So now it's San Antonio. You know, isn't it interesting when you look at the teams that passed Sacramento in the last couple of years, And New Orleans is one of those teams, right? And we thought that when they got Zion Williamson, well, gee, but Zion Williamson hadn't done anything for New Orleans. They made that great trade with the Lakers, and it has changed their fortunes around. And now they add Daniels, and we'll see what happens there. Let's get to Jerry in Sacramento. And, Jerry, it's good to hear from you again what's going on today. Hey Grant, uh, you know what? Actually, I was able to watch the draft on ABC Channel Ten, uh, so okay, they had good. it going too. Uh, Grant, let me ask you something. Do you think with the uh, with the draft in Murray, do you think that's going to affect Harrison Barnes's minutes? No, I don't think it's going to affect Barnes' minutes at all. Assuming they keep Harrison Barnes, because Harrison Barnes also is a very versatile player that can play three, can play four, uh, and he's got the uh, highest IQ on the floor for the Kings best basketball IQ and Mike Brown's going to love Harrison Barnes. So no, I don't, I don't think it will affect his minutes. Uh, I think that Harrison Barnes, assuming that he stays on Sacramento and I would not be surprised by the way, uh, if he is traded because I think that Harrison Barnes would be a big time pickup for a good team. Uh, I've always thought that Harrison Barnes is as good as the players that player that he's on the floor with. And, uh, so I think there's some interest out there. And Grant, with your knowledge of sports, well, uh, especially basketball, uh, do you think that uh, there still might be a trade after the after the draft? I mean, or could they do that? Yeah, they can do that. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, who I have a lot of respect for because he's normally right, said that the Kings have no plans on trading the pick. And do we know if? Uh, Monty McNair uh, did this draft, or was it uh, Vivek Ranadive? Well, you're, they're, they're going to come out and say that it was his pick all the way. Um, so, <laughs> you know, 
it doesn't really matter what happened behind the scenes. That's what they're going to tell you. Right. And Grant, one more thing. Uh, do you uh, uh, do you change your perspective uh, about maybe the Kings being a playoff team this year, or do you think no. they're still a couple years away? They're not a playoff team this year. I don't think Keegan Murray makes them a playoff team. So no, they they they're going to have to do a lot more. And I, I Jerry, I just said this. If we just assume we'll leave the six teams alone. Uh, like if we leave if we leave Golden State, right, uh, Denver. Utah, you know, all the teams that were one through six, right? If you want to just take a look at all the teams that finished Memphis, the Kings are not going to be better than those top six teams. Then the question is, Jerry, are the Kings going to be better than Minnesota who finished seventh? Not in my opinion. Are they going to be better than the Clippers who finished eighth? And by the way, Kawhi Leonard's coming back. No. Are they going to be better than New Orleans now that New Orleans made a big jump and you're probably going to have Zion Williamson? Oh, yeah. And by the way, they take Daniels from the G League Ignite, who probably is going to be able to step on the floor and help them. No. Are they going to be better than San Antonio, who's on the clock? You know, I could see them possibly being better than San Antonio. But, you know, again, I don't see them making that big of a jump uh, in the West. Who who are they going to be better than, Jerry? That's what I keep on asking. Who? And then there's Portland. They just picked up Jeremy Grant. And now they take Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky. If Damian Lillard is healthy, I'm not so sure they're going to be better than Portland. So. To answer your question, no, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Absolutely not. I do not. But, Grant, but remember you said this last season. You said about when the uh, Hornets started out 2-14, and 14, you said that they were done. And they came yep. back with a big time. They came back big time. And Yes, so they did. And I did say that. Turn- you're, right, you're, you're right. I did say that. And then you don't think teams can turn things or things around just being from uh, just I mean just a bad team. You know what? Granted, you know the Kings are not that far away from the from the tenth spot. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, they but are. the tenth spot, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. The tenth spot it sucks. Look at the tenth spot last year. Look at the standings. <laughs> uh, no, Jerry, Jerry, li- listen for a second, okay? They're, don't get excited about being the tenth spot in the NBA. All right, you want to know why in the West? The tenth, the, the team that was tenth last year was the Spurs. Do you remember what their record was? I'll give it to you. Right. Their record was. They were like twelve. Thirty four. Wait a minute. Their their record was thirty four, and forty eight. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I had New Orleans ninth and the Clippers. You know, I think about this. The the Spurs were tenth last year and thirty four and forty eight. Jerry, I don't know about you, but I'm not getting excited if the Kings win thirty four games this year. And New Orleans, by the way who finished in ninth, they were 36 and 46. Jerry, I'm not getting excited if the Kings win 36 games next year. I'm not getting excited until I see at least 41 and 41. So when you ask me if they can move in the 10, 34 and 48 was 10th this year in the West. That's nothing to get excited about. Well, Grant, you know what, Grant, after 16 years (laughs) of just – miserable you know what i mean you don't think that'll put a little smile on king's fans face watching them on, on tv come on come on Greg. well you know again that's how that's how bad things have been jerry where you got to get excited if a team wins 34 games and it's the 10th spot know, uh, in the west I know. I know hey man i you you're, you're right though i did say that about new orleans you make a great point i did say that and they ended up uh, having a really good second half of the season grant i Love your show, bud. Keep it up, bud. All right. You take care. That's a good call. That's funny. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hey, you know, that's, that's a Kings fan for you right there, right? That's, that's a Kings fan holding on to any little smidgen of hope. All right, the Spurs are going to take, uh, let's see, Baylor's, uh, Jeremy, is it Soakin, right? With the number nine pick. Sorry, I'm not familiar with him like I am some of the other players. So the Spurs, and then we're already going with uh, the 10th overall selection would be uh, Washington, followed by uh, the Knicks. Again, keep your eye on this a couple of years down the road just for people like Jerry. Jerry, great job, by the way. (laughs) It's very funny. And that is keep your eye on Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky, who went seven. And if he ends up being a better NBA player than King and Murray, oh, my gosh. Ah. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's funny stuff. That's a good job right there, Jerry. Oh, yeah, I'm not getting that excited with a 34-win team in the 10th spot in the Western Conference. Would you all get excited over that? I guess you probably would. It's any any type of postseason, right? Even if it's a 34-win position and 10th. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you would think that the uh, Kings would be in the NBA championship if that happens. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Sokin does go to the Spurs. At number nine, I'm not, I'm not familiar with him, so I'm I'm uh, I, I should be more up on my Baylor basketball. I mean, they've had excellent program. I mean, look at Davion Mitchell, you know, a year ago, and now Washington is on the clock at number ten. All right, so I would love to hear from you. We've been on for an hour. I would love to get your take. I'm not going to go and stay on for the whole first round, and the reason for that is I don't really see any benefit in that. I I'd be lying to you if I didn't give you any information on a player that's going to be taken 15th, 20th, uh, 25th, and it really does not impact uh, Sacramento. So let me know. Uh, I would love to hear from you. If you want to get in on the program, uh, we can do it. But the Kings take a versatile forward in Murray. Uh, I'm looking at all of the write-ups on him leading up to the draft, uh, and they are all very – Good. All right. I gave you NBA.com's strengths and weaknesses. Again, his strengths is transition offense, low post scoring, three-point shooting, defensive versatility, areas to improve, playmaking, facilitating, ball handling, speed, explosion. All right. 
So he does play power forward, can play small forward, can also play center if you got a small lineup on the floor, they believe. Um, I'll read you just a couple of excerpts for some other things. And this was in the New York Post yesterday with a question and answer with Steve Serby. All right. Question. You once said, I've been an underdog my whole life. Answer. In high school, I wasn't a high-ranked recruit. I had one Division I offer, but the coach left and the players went in the transfer portal. So I had a bunch of Division II offers and two junior college offers. I felt underappreciated, under-recruited my whole life. And when I got to Iowa, a lot of fans didn't think that I earned a scholarship to go there just because my dad went there in the 90s. Question, how did that motivate you? Answer, it just made me work harder and earn whatever I was given. Question, how did you deal with that kind of disrespect at that time? Answer, I just focused on myself. I had a good circle of people around me who have supported me, so I really didn't have any negativity coming my way. I knew that my hard work would take care of itself at some point, but I didn't know when it would. Question, the criticism that you thought was the most unfair or bothered you the most? Answer, I wasn't ready to play college basketball. I think that was probably the biggest thing. I had the height, but physically I wasn't ready. But I played my freshman year, so I guess I did that. Question, do you still have a chip on your shoulder to this day? Answer, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't really care who I play. I'm going to give 100%. I don't really care who anybody says or what anybody says about me. I think criticism is better than praise because that means you have to work on stuff. So, yeah, I have a chip on my shoulder for sure. Question, do you root for underdogs? Answer, I think so. I feel like it's just a cool thing to see. People that aren't expected to win or do good end up surprising or end up having great careers. Steph Curry came from Davidson. No one thought he'd be a good NBA player, and now he's one of the best players in the world. Question, what are some other underdogs you like? I guess you could say UMBC beating Virginia when they had the 16th seed. I feel like that was a really cool story. St. Peter's this year when they went on their run. Question, what is or what is it about the big moment in games that you like? Answer, I just think having the ball in my hands in the big moment, I know I can rely on myself. I just like to have the ball in my hands and have the opportunity to win the game tie the game or lose the game, and I'll take whatever the outcome is. I don't really care if I miss a shot to end the game. I'll just get it back next game or next opportunity. Question, have you always been that way? Answer, yeah, I kind of have, and I don't care mindset. I feel like I can win a lot of games down the stretch. That's kind of my mindset going into those final minutes. Question, so you never had a fear of failure? Answer, no, never. Question, the biggest obstacle you had to overcome. I think that was probably a senior year when I was getting, or I was not getting recruited as much. And it was like April of that year. I had no clue what I was going to do for college or anything after high school. I think that was probably the biggest hurdle just because of the unknown aspect of what I was going to do next. Question, adjectives that describe you on the court. Answer, confident, competitive, relentless. Question, give me a relentless example. I always try to be the aggressor on the court, never back down from anyone, always go full speed. Question, 
do you have that Mamba mentality? Answer, that's kind of sacred to Kobe, so I wouldn't describe myself as that. Question, your on-court mentality. Answer, I think it's confident. I'm never going to shy away from anyone. I'm not scared of anyone. I always just give my all, try to outwork everyone else on the court, be the best player on the court. Question, NBA players you like to watch. Answer, Chris Middleton. I like watching him a lot. Devin Booker. I think he has a smooth game. Jason Tatum, he has a smooth game. Question, which one of them is most like you? Answer, I think Chris Middleton, just because he came from the G League and became an NBA champ. He's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he uses a change of pace, change of speed, and does that really well. Question, your father, Kenyon, coached you for a long time, right? Answer, yeah, he was my only trainer growing up throughout elementary, middle school, high school. He played Division I basketball, McDonald's All-American, so he knows what he's talking about. I feel like he put a good skill set in me and established fundamentals at an early age. Question, did you have a hoop in your driveway? Answer, yeah, it was like a slanted driveway, but it got the job done. It just kind of went downhill. Not severe, but... Question, you played one-on-one with your dad? Answer, yeah, I did, till he thought that we could beat him. (laughs) So he never wanted to lose against us, so he stopped playing us when we were about like seventh, eighth grade. Question, you and your twin, Chris? Yeah, 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 me and my brother, we played one-on-one against my dad. Question, how did your dad's game compare to your game? I'd say athleticism-wise, we're about the same. He was more defensive-minded. He wasn't the best offensive player. More mid-range, get to the basket. Didn't really have a three-point shot, but I think we compare athleticism-wise, toughness-wise. Question. Give me an example of your toughness. After the end of the season loss, the last game in Illinois, which was kind of a heartbreaker for us, I went to the Big Ten tournament, and I broke almost every offensive record, led our team to a championship. So, and then he said, what was your dream to play at Iowa? No, it wasn't my dream to play at Iowa. I was just close to home and stuff like that but I just wanted to play college basketball at the highest level and be able to go to school for free. Question, what's it like having a twin brother? It's been fun. It's easy because it's kind of like you have built-in workout partners, so that was pretty cool. Question, did you ever play practical jokes on people? Answer, no. We never switch positions or anything like that with people, no. All right, and then I'm just going, looking at any other thing that you would find interesting. Um, What drives you? Answer, I'd probably say creating uh, generational wealth in my family just being able to know that I can prove on different things on the court and off the court. Uh, Favorite inspirational sayings? Answer, my mom always told me to go hard and have fun. All right. Um, What were the emotions after losing to Richmond in the first round of March Madness? Answer, roller coaster of emotions because three days before that, we won the Big Ten Championship, so it wasn't the best in the world. Uh, Anything else I'm looking here? that hobbies, golf, hanging out with friends, uh, superstitions. Yes, I listen to the same song for, before I go out on the floor. Three dinner guests, Tiger Woods, Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey. Favorite movie, Step Brothers. Favorite actor, Steve Carell. Uh, favorite actress, Sandra Bullock. Favorite meal, chicken and rice. Uh, How would you describe your fashion game? Answer, I like wearing comfortable clothes. What I'm wearing for draft night is clean and fits me well. Personal goal as a rookie, 
get to the playoffs, career goals, win a championship. Question, I deserve to be a lottery pick because dot, dot, dot. Answer, the work I put in to be in the position I'm in today. Question, what kind of impact do you think you can have as a rookie? Answer, I think I can bring a winning mentality to whatever team. Everything else will take care of itself. Obviously, it's 82 games in a season, so it's a long year, and you're going to be able to do things every night. So for me, it's just to learn from the older guys, better myself as a player, and just be a winner. You've never been to New York. When do you head to New York in the draft? Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. All right, here's interesting. Tell an NBA GM why he should draft Keegan Murray. Answer, I'm a versatile player. I can play a lot of different positions. Fill any role you need me to and also bring a winning mentality. And I prove that throughout my college years. Final question. What do you want or hope your legacy will be one day? Answer, be known as a winner and a role model to other athletes. Seems very well grounded, doesn't he? Seems very well grounded. Johnny Davis, by the way, went 10th to the Washington Wizards and the Knicks are on the clock. That seems like a very well-grounded guy, you know, really does. All right. Really enjoyed this today. Uh, you know, if you want to come on and answer or ask a question, uh, we still have time to do so. I'm happy to take any questions. But that's a very interesting Q&A with the Kings' new pick, uh, Keegan Murray. Very impressive, you know, very well-grounded, seems to be, uh, has his head on straight, seems to have the right perspective, uh, the right attitude for what is ahead of him. So pretty impressive, you know, pretty darn impressive. I really like that Q&A, all right? All right, the Knicks are trading the number 11 pick to Oklahoma City, and they will select Jang, uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. The Thunder are going to send multiple first-round picks to the Knicks. So the Knicks are trading the number 11 pick to Oklahoma City, who will select Jang. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I apologize. And we have our first trade. There you have it. So the Knicks get a couple first-round picks, make a trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your calls. And tomorrow we'll have more on NBA Draft Reaction. We'll have the stupidest thing in the history of sports tomorrow. We'll have NBA Draft Grades and uh, hopefully your phone call. So do a little research. I hope you enjoyed that Q&A that I read from Steve Serby from the New York Post. That was very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Love your support. Good show today. Uh, be safe. And we'll look forward to chatting with you tomorrow. So long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.